Welcome everyone to the broadcast of LAFC versus FC Cincinnati. I'm Dirk Dickens, your commentator for this game. I'm joined today by Taylor Twalman. Thank you, Dirk. And Sir Richard Attenborough. Happy to be here. We've just seen Cincinnati come onto the pitch with their mascot, Gary the Lion. As you know, LAFC has been hurting for PR here in the City of Angels since the Galaxy signs Laton the Lion, Ibrahimovic. Well, coming out right now is LAFC's newest signing, who they hope will turn the tide. Announced just minutes ago and playing at center forward today, it's a literal lion, Simba from the San Jose Zoo. What? And here we see the head of the jungle, Simba, proud in all his glory. All right, and we're ready for kickoff. Ramirez has the ball, sends it over to Vela, and now over to Simba, who's running at the defense. Am, am I the only one who's seen a literal lion on the pitch? I, too, see Simba, joyful in the sun, playing with his favorite player. And Simba is just tearing through that defense. Yeah, it's a goddamn lion! T Taylor, language, language. Language? What are we doing here? There's a literal lion on the pitch. Let's help those poor players! Typically, lions let the females in the pride find their food. This one, though, seemed content hunting on his own to the detriment of the Cincinnati players. Hey, Taylor, we've talked here in the offseason about how Cincy's lack of a young poacher would in fact hurt them. We're seeing it now. I was referring to a goddamn striker, not a, not a literal... A literal poacher. Finished with his snack. Simba now has his eyes set on Gary the lion. Oh, come on. He's trying to have sex with the mascot. Laton's not going to like that. Welcome to Week All at Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. I'm Colin. And I'm Caleb. This week, Ford Madison's tits are really cool, but everyone else is talking about them, so we'll talk about some soccer stuff instead. It was really hard not doing another sketch about Atlanta. Like, really, really hard. Did something happen in Atlanta oh, this we'll, week? We'll, oh, we'll, I, we'll I, talk about it when I'm we talk unaware. about uh, Cincinnati traveling to Atlanta. Um, but yeah, I, I just, everything in my being was like, make fun of Atlanta. Make fun of Atlanta. Uh, you know, because you don't know how much longer that's going to be possible. But anyway, hey, I uh, wanted to ask you guys something, which was, uh, what's your favorite fast food? Oh, God. Ooh. This is going to be a very long diatribe, I think. Qualifying question. Does it have to have a drive-thru to be considered fast food? Yes. Ooh. Okay. That, 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 that fits on my two answers that I had. Well, yeah, no, uh, like, Olive Garden or something like that. I, I wouldn't consider that fast food, but, like, a sub place doesn't usually have a drive-thru. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I actually have seen a couple of Jimmy John's with a drive-thru. Okay. Delivery or drive-thru. Okay. Um, so, and I, I'd, I'd give you, I'd grandfather in Subway. All right, now, uh, now come on. Now. I'm going to go Culver's. I, I got to do it. That's good. In that's part nice, because yeah. one of the consistently awarded with some of the best customer service scores in the entire system do, is do, the store that's like two blocks from my house. 
Do they have a JD Power Award? No, but they honestly have like eight or nine plaques from the consecutive years that they have won service awards. And they're ridiculously proud of it. That is not true for the store two blocks from here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> At all. I, I've, I've had some uh, fun experiences there. Yes. Yes, I'm sure you have. Now, Caleb, what about you? Uh, Jersey Mike's. Not McDonald's? You're just dissing the people that you whose food you bring through this door so many times. Because they're down the hill from my apartment, and usually I'm in a rush to get here. I see. Jersey Mike's is a treat, you guys. It's okay. a, one of the best. It's the best sub place. It is it's the best solid. sub chain. Yeah. Uh, they cut all the deli meats to order, okay. and they have this thing called Mike's Way where they add uh, lettuce, onions, tomatoes, Italian seasoning and uh, red wine vinegar and olive oil to your sub. And it's so good. And there's rosemary parm bread. Oh, every time oh. you ask for Mike's way, do they hit a button and it's the natural growing? He did it. Mike's way. They, they don't, be, but I should, I'll suggest that time I'm there, which will probably be something this week. Right. We go yeah. almost every week. Oh, that explains some of the changes I've seen since we started recording. Yeah, there's together. A, yeah. You guys realize that Frank Sinatra is dead, right? Like, he won't be able to do that. What? You'll have to do some, like, what? really weird manipulations. Well, Junior. Junior. It's fine. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Isn't he, he also he's dead? No! Yes. <laughs> hey, um, my favorite is Panda Express. My comfort food oh, yeah. at any time I want to feel good. And they have Actually, one at the Carlson School, which is horrible for me. Talking about changes. They used to have one in the basement of Kaufman, too. Is that still there? It's there. Okay. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. I, gotta I mean, horrible in the sense that it's right there every time I get off the train. Yeah. I got to say, I'm... I'm a little more partial to Leanne Chin than Panda. Actually, yeah, I would agree with Colin. No, no, you guys are totally wrong, but that's okay. Yeah, uh, bourbon chicken is delicious. And Peking chicken. Ooh. And you know, chicken. Okay, can we, can we agree that the Manchu walks in the airport's a total shit? Oh, God, no, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, terrible. Good. Also, I haven't had dinner yet. This is not helping at all. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to our first segment of this show called Don't Look Back in Anger. In this segment, we discuss Minnesota United FC and look forward because it's far better than looking back because we have two games we've played so far and we've got six points. Bullshit. Right? Right? No fucking way. What were your initial predictions for that five-game away stretch? Where, um, where did y'all land? I think land? in Bruce's little game on Twitter, I said five points, so I was eliminated this, this week. I didn't participate, but I believe on E Pluribus Lunum, I guessed three points. Hey, I guessed 10. So we've still got some time to have me proven wrong, hopefully because they get like 15. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> San Jose this week went down to Minnesota United 3-0 in San Jose. As we recall, early last year, this was one of those games that left all of us really upset. Because we played like shit in that game. And guess what? We didn't this year. At all. Uh, the Before we get into this, credit to San Jose keeper Daniel Vega, who got like a bajillion shots thrown at him and kept pulling out saves. Uh, it was very frustrating in the first half, especially to watch him just bat away every awesome attack that we had that of ours that had culminated in a shot. It was so bizarre to see Daniel Vega, the same Daniel Vega from the NASL days, who would just like run out for no apparent reason back then actually have good positioning and it you can say minnesota probably should have placed their shots a little bit better but a uh, little bit credit to the man's reflexes and just i mean after a while you just i mean 
I don't know, you probably feel a little overwhelmed when it's coming at you that quickly all at once. So, but that was Daniel Vega. Um, the best shot of the night for the Quakes, though, went to a certain Mr. Wondolowski. And uh, guess what happened? It did not go in. Yeah, I've seen Belgium. <laughs> I know. I don't know what to expect. <laughs> uh, the first Minnesota United game, or goal, came from a penalty where it was a handball. Yeah. Well, well a chicken, arm ball. Chicken wing. Yeah. Chicken wing. <laughs> like, Can we that, make that his nickname from now on? Just, uh... I don't know his real name, so... Is Lopez, it Marcos yeah. Lopez, but... Okay. Yeah. Marcos Chicken Wing Lopez. That there actually has go. a good ring to it. Yeah, it's gonna stick now. We've decided on this podcast. I'm Is gonna it gonna stick that. like wing sauce? <laughs> so... <laughs> we needed VAR for this... <laughs> I mean, this, this, that, the, the chicken wing over here probably made a lot of other people in the San Jose area. Again, this is not helping my hunger level. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say give them diarrhea, but anyway. Uh, oh. uh, VAR gave us a penalty. Darwin Quintero scores, and then he made his kit dirty by bouncing on the ground in his, you know, he's got these weird millennial celebrations, even though he's one. I love of, it. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And, uh, but was that supposed to be the worm? I yeah. think it was the worm. I think it was. I think he did the worm. Yeah, he did the worm. But he it's messed better up. Better than any of us did, dear Talon. Yes, but that does not make it any uh, uh, better. Yeah. He was... he messed up his kit, though. He made that clean kit, the, the drift kit, look unclean. That's the only selling point, right? Is that it's clean? All these yeah. white jerseys. Oh, so clean. Oh, did you see Memphis in the USL announced their white kit this week saying, like, it's so clean. Kind of feeling like we need to like split all of the jerseys in America into like two categories, clean and unclean. I mean, when we're talking about non-white jerseys being unclean, I think <laughs> there's some there's some bad things that we're starting to get into there. So it's so. just mobs of NYCFC fans running around like, you know, tearing up jerseys that aren't white. I don't know what you're doing with this. I know exactly where you're going with this. <laughs> Explain to me at the break. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Darwin, Darwin and Miguel ran 90 yards together. And it was, this movement was just hand in hand so almost. beautiful. Yeah. Also, by the way, entire game, Roman Metanier's movement uh, on passing. and off the ball. Yeah. The one just pass he made to Romario like that got through the entire pitch and like looped in right where Romario was at the head of the movement. It was pure sex. Um <laughs> But anyway, Darwin and Miguel run 90 yards together. Darwin pushes the ball off to Miguel. Miguel has three Quakes players running at him and just manages to get this like nice wide angle past Vega into the goal. Yeah, I mean, like he he broke one guy's ankles, just drawing oh. it slightly back. It was perfect. It was a beautiful goal. I mean, that's the kind of thing that, you know, you see a guy who's been with us for so long make a move like that, and you're just like, two towels, please. Two towels. Okay, um... Everyone's favorite vodka, Grey Goose. Shouldn't you watch this game in public at a bar? Yes. They they had some they charged me a cleaning fee. Let's just put it that okay, way. Okay, good. Hey, everybody's favorite vodka, Jan Grey Goose. Uh in swung, a free kick. And then it was not a Grey Goose special, unfortunately. Because no. it bounced off of Harold Cummings' shoulder. He should really, the Cummings with that uh, own goal really had us coming. <laughs> Again, that was way too... You were too... in a public place. I did not stress yeah. this enough. 
He might be in. Hey, like, it was like that, that was, one scene from when Harry least, met Sally. Okay, that's at least a misdemeanor. It was like when Harry met Sally. You know, I was just like, oh, oh yeah, and then like, oh, that, yeah, yeah, dabbing at my mouth with the napkin. And you that. dabbed your mouth, your mouth with it. That's what she does in the movie. I'm pretty sure. I never seen. The I'm movie. not that dirty, Caleb. In public, these coming jokes are way too on the nose. <laughs> you know someday when i'm famous like this is gonna come come out and uh this is recording and oh god well, welcome yeah then we'll be famous i know i know <laughs> it's gonna be great um san jose are really not good you guys like they're really not no, good at soccer they're not and they have this defensive system where it's basically man on man marking throughout the whole entire game and you can't do that when you're slow and you can't do that when you can't win the ball you can't do that you can't put a slow person on darwin you can't put a slow person on mario or Miguel, or even like like shuler was losing his marker yeah she was not a fast guy i mean he's decently he's, athletic yeah. but like san jose should not be playing the way that matias almeida is requiring them to and a game like this really showed that, but it's nice when things actually work out in our favor like yeah, that. It is good. Yeah. He, by the way, he was wearing an awesome coat, Matas Almeida, like a really nice, like a uh, peacoat style trench. It was uh, the style. I don't know what you call it, but it was uh, it's very good. He had all those like straps waving about as he walked around the half, uh, the line and it was, it was cool. And he definitely had to walk around a lot because he was upset about things. Yes, he was. They're bad. Hey, uh, it says in my notes, do we want to talk about Adrian Heath's post-game comments? Why don't you talk about them? And then uh, I'll come in. So um, Adrian Heath, after the game, was basically asked about the turnaround in form that Minnesota has had. And to some effect, he basically said, this is what happens when you get quality players in. And at one point, this was the galling part, he suggested that it wasn't just that he had figured it out all of a sudden, but he also kind of under his breath said that he had it found out all along. I don't remember that part. That was the one part that stuck out to me. Like he found out like it's not that he suddenly figured out how to coach because he has good players, but he also made it seem that he had the right idea all along oh like okay. he didn't he's read about having better players but he needs oh, God, to yeah. take okay. some responsibility for the previous two years as well i'm just gonna come in and say this we've had two good games <laughs> i think the time for criticizing our coach isn't right now and we'll see what happens because if one of us is right we're going to know soon enough if the form degrades. If it doesn't, mm-hmm. hooray. Oh. Counterpoint. Yes. It's always the right time to say that your coach says really stupid things, even when things are going well. Okay. Right. Yeah. But uh, we are playing the Dallas United Saturday. Uh, any predictions? Do you think we win that one? Do you think we tie that one? Yeah, keep PK safe. You know, that's all I'm saying. They don't have the lion. LAFC has, has the, the lion. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, and especially because Galaxy might not have their lion because he's laid up with an Achilles problem. Oh, no, that's too bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, if he plays, I'm much more skeptical because that's going to be a challenge to our defense for the 
first time. Okay, let's now move to a segment that we call The Championship. But the championship is a game. Is it a game? Is it a league? No, it's a segment where we talk about America's top leagues, the NWSL and MLS. Uh, First up, CCL. Every MLS team lost, which was, I mean, you're never quite happy with MLS teams losing, I guess, unless you're me, who I really don't care how our MLS opponents do in CCL. If they crash out, perfect. I'm happy. The only reason I'm happy for them to win is so that they keep going in the tournament and having to lose more games uh, to to their depth. Basically, get more tired. So, I am very happy to see bad things happen to opposing fan bases. Let's put it that way. I, I understand that for Atlanta, but I want to see the Red Bulls do something cool. I want to see SKC do something cool. I think there's this inferiority complex. I doubt that complex. Houston's going to do something cool, so I, I don't care, but... I want Minnesota to be the first MLS team that wins the CCL. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Notch. Yeah, but I honestly could not care less right now. At least at this moment. Maybe next year I'll change my mind. But right now, I could not care less how MLS teams do in this tournament. There was this, like, all this gloating after the first round being like, MLS teams are improving! Yeah! And then now we got found out. I mean, most of those MLS teams did badly in the first legs and then improved in the second legs. They didn't do 8-1 badly, which was the aggregate score of all the games. That's true. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. So, I think the only one really worth talking about is Atlanta United playing Monterey. And they lost 3-0. That was great. I loved watching Crisis mode. (laughs) Crisis mode. No, yeah, they have a game on Saturday in Cincinnati that they surely... Oh, of course, you know, Cincinnati, who have done poorly against Sounders, our expansion team, yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of lower leagues players. Well, we'll we'll talk about that in a second, obviously. uh, Yeah, exactly. Hey, MLS, now, Chicago played Orlando, game ended 1-1. Yeah, uh, Orlando's not good, you guys. I mean, like, Orlando or the Tottenham Hotspur of this league without in the, the sense that they like spend a fair amount of money at some points, but then just bottle it. They could it, make soda there. They bottle it that much. So, and, uh, Nani got his first start in, uh, in, in for Orlando and he, the, the coach walked into the room to announce this. And he said, no. Oh my God. Wow. Ah, it was too early. <laughs> I was too early. I was too early. And then uh, the guy was it. like, Nani? Yeah. And yes, he's starting. So that, that's the way that conversation went. <laughs> um, pretty dull first half. Uh, Nicholas probably should have scored twice. But yep. other than that, not um, very good from either team. Yeah. Teshwak and Delhi went off injured within 20 minutes. Um, Dom Dwyer did not start because of some preseason fitness concerns. Yeah, he would have uh, gotten thrown into playing 70 minutes. He would have been fit if he had been able to play on that city park or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. No, no, but you know, I mean, I think the, the fact that he was sent on those because the coach knows most of the time he's going to be on the ground. So it's not as much of a risk as it no. might be with other and players. No, no. To be fair, not. he also scored in this game. <laughs> yeah. As much shit as we're giving him, he scored twice in two, in two games. So. Pretty sloppy goal in this one. Can I get that? Oh, one? absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah totally. uh, Mr. Mutation from Usted and Tapelhoff on a through ball. It was a really nice pass from Nani. Like, but it shouldn't have been. It should it, have been. It should not have easily been, by Usted or 
cleared by Tapelhoff. It should have never been a goal. You, you yeah, know, you of know course what, not. What but, Nani said before he made that pass? He said, if not, if you do this one more time, I'm ending the podcast. No, I was going to say he said nothing because he's busy playing the game. Come on, you guys. Keep up. <laughs> Chicago's Jorge Corrales took down Ron in the 64th minute, got sent off. So um, Chicago was down a dude. So. Then I was going for an opportunity, Which probably. He, I guess. Like most likely, that's, what, yeah. that's what we were sent up for. Yeah, Kapilhoff was running in, but probably wasn't. Was probably a yard or so behind there. Him. Yeah. Did not matter because Chicago managed to get an equalizer in the 95th minute. Yeah, Frankowski, who had come on, I think, before the red card, uh, again, fitness concerns for the Polish uh, player. Just a peach of a cross to CJ Sapong, or, or it's Al Sapong, right? El Sapon. El Sapon. Yep. El Sapon. Who also has two dolls and two. Maybe the Philadelphia Union shouldn't have traded him away to their starter dolls down in Philly. Hey, you think if they do a documentary about Minnesota United, you know how in Sunderland Light they have the Wise Men Say podcast? Would they have like an Idiot Say podcast segment of three of us like standing around mics, you know? Do you want us to change our name? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. The Idiot Say podcast? The Idiot Say podcast with their producer who makes sense about the Sounders. All right. But, uh, uh, Brian Rowe is not a goalkeeper, and Orlando's no. going to ship a lot more goals if he stays in that for yes. that. Yeah. Chicago Fire have signed a 14 year old Academy product. Yes, you heard that correct. His name is Gabriel Slonina, who's pretty fast, actually, and not Slonina. Uh, <laughs> how tall is he, Notch? 6'4, 164 pounds at 14. He's a keeper. Okay. Yeah. New England Revolution. Speaking well, of keeping him, they just signed them. What positions he play? Keeper. All right. <laughs> there is <laughs> I will say this there is some low key talk <laughs> that they <laughs> There is actually some low key talk that they signed Slonina in part because they didn't bother to sign a Polish translator for Frankowski because he is actually like Polish first language also because they don't want probably he's good and they don't want him screwing off to Celtic like uh Andrew whatever his face was and then trying yeah. to go to Nashville but he can't yeah New England Played Columbus in at Gillette Stadium, and uh, this game ended two 0 to Columbus because, of course, it did because this is the revs we're talking about. Um, Pedro Santos actually looks halfway decent so far this season. Uh, dropped a ball just onto a postage stamp um, to get to Jassy Zardes. I know it was, I it was weird when that Jassy was turning that postage stamp around all game. <laughs> I mean, eventually he affixed it to his head, which oh, made good. a little okay. bit more sense. Yeah. But Burhalter has got the best out of Zardes, and now that he's gone, it looks like Caleb Porter might be getting the best out of Santos. And also out of Zardes, too, continuing that vein of form he had last year. So the doubt he might have been the problem, not Jassy himself. Might have been Alex. Who Some knows? statistics here that make a difference. Um, the Revs and the crew had the same amount of completed crosses. Two. The crew took six. You want to guess how many the revs took? I mean, it says in my notes, but I'm just let you answer to know that's rhetorical. 16. There we go. Yeah. I, th- I think there was something about like 16 candles. It was just like the revs, 16 bosses all going out with like blowing off. Like, that didn't really work, did it? No. I never saw that movie. Yeah, so, that oh, man. Okay. Yeah, I've heard it's good. I'm all even well. Yeah. Well, VAR overturned a straight red card for Brandon by. He uh, formerly Minneapolis City SC. And uh, he had basically done something to Pedro Santos. He hit him in the face. Yeah. Anyway. Just kind of accidentally elbowed yep. him. Uh, we forgot to talk about the fact that Zach Steffen is going to really hurt the crew when he leaves. 
because he's good at saving things. And he's going to make the random championship side very happy next season. Yes, indeed. Stefan saved a penalty, but Zardes got a second goal late in stoppage time. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, best part of that goal. Uh, this could be too. The Revs announcer. Yeah, yeah. very sadly. Very resigned yeah. to his fate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. FC Dallas played LA Galaxy. The uh, Are they called the Bulls? Because they have the Bull as a mascot. Sure, why not? Let's call them that. Yeah, yeah. the Chicago Fine. Bulls scored two goals <laughs> against the Galaxy. Wait, no, no, no. They're not in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> They're in Frisco. <laughs> the Frisco San Bulls. Francisco? Oh, 49? Okay. All right. Hey, uh, Joe Corona has finally signed for... A team in MLS, it's the LA Galaxy. Um, you mean Joe Heineken? Yeah, I mean, sponsorship reasons, he has to change his name. That's <laughs> yep. the way it goes. And before the ink dried on his contract, he was pushed onto the pitch. Like, play, people do things for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was really particularly sad, the sponsorship thing for a guy named Terry Walmart. He's not Terry Target and, you know, plays for somebody. The reps, I think. Anyway, Zlatan missed this game, which is hilarious because Dallas put out a video being like, <laughs> Zlatan, he says he's going to score records. Oh, let us put out the numbers. It was like basically like the, the comic book guy going, well, actually, Zlatan, you need 124 goals. And while they were doing this, they also had a Facebook ad. And I, this is 100% true being like, come yes, see indeed. Zlatan <laughs> in person. His only time in Frisco this year in person. Worst. Uh, I, I lost it. I was going to do the talent for guy. Well, last year, they also sold Zlatan's jersey yes. in their stadium. That's right. So all of this to me that made for so just dumb. utter cringe. And then Zlatan doesn't even go to Frisco. So anyway, just, just comedy of errors. But this was the game where Luchi Gonzalez, FC Dallas' head coach, got his first win with the team. So good for him. Yeah. Um, it- Baji, Baji, Baji. Oh. Baji, Baji, Baji. No. <laughs> the opposite of edging. Yeah. <laughs> Just loss. <laughs> the uh, Univision commentator, Nico Cantor, was uh, very sad because he says, this could be, uh, it's good. It's, he didn't say this could be. He was like, it's 1-0 or something like that. Then Baji happened and just shot the ball straight into the side netting. Yeah. Right. From, and he had a shot in the open net. He had an open net. Yeah. He should have scored. Oh, I spoke too soon. I was really sad. Yeah. Um, Dallas did get two goals in 12 minutes pretty early in the second half. One was off a penalty. Brian Acosta opened up his MLS account with an absolute screamer. And then at one point in the second half, Dallas strung together 59 passes in a row. Nice. Just to pass around the Galaxy and waste time. Brian Acosta gets the screamer for Dallas' second goal. And elsewhere in Texas, Houston playing Montreal... And uh, the impact, unfortunately, were only able to put in one goal while Houston got two. <laughs> Again, no dinner over here. Stop with the food puns. Um, I'm so hungry. <laughs> Both sides made a meal of the first half until Tyder curled in a uh, curled in a goal off on a volley from uh, Michael Azera. And it, that was an excellent goal. I felt really bad for Congressman Joe Willis, though. Yeah. Like He's he, already lost his wife yeah. and had to take her place in Congress. Like He didn't want to be there in the first place. He just wanted to be teaching social studies. But here he is, stuck in goal and it's getting true. a nice little volley right past yeah. him. You know what you guys look like right now? You know in the cartoons when the characters are really hungry and they see their friends as food? <laughs> Notch, you're... 
a giant ribeye steak. Ooh. Colin, you're a taco. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick, you're a chicken nuggets. I'm, Why am I'm, I not the ribeye steak? Like, I, you're I, well marbled. I I'm be, incredibly I well marbled. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, remember Rodriguez gets a bullet into the goal from the top of the box. Yeah. Um, um, ball is pinging around the box late on in the 86 minute. Uh, Romo Kyoto fizzed it into Mora Minotas for basically the only good thing he did all game. When it's the winner, you kind of can get over it. Yeah, it's his 50th Dynamo goal as well. That's for Minotas. Yep. Um, the condensed game referred to Piatti being a non-factor more than they showed him touching the ball. Wow. Arcel played Vancouver. This game ended 1-0. Corey Baird, quote unquote, got taken down in the 20th minute, uh, which. There's more real takedowns in WWE than what happened in yeah. Botch and Marcel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, VAR confirmed it. So. Oh, that's. There are going to yeah. be some false positives. That's the way it is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Like, that was. That was in, bad. in their defense, they were watching The Simpsons. So. Not a great start for Vancouver. Uh, second game in a row lost. But, again, they expected this. Yeah, um, lot of, lot but of again, players. for a second game in a row, uh, Inbaum looks fantastic. Yeah, and he's he's, he's going to be he's going to win them a couple of games. They're win a few points yeah. this season. Yeah, but it's going to take them a while because until then they won't be able to attack. Back in the Pacific Northwest, Seattle played Colorado. This game ending two 0 to the Sounders. Guys, our question now going on its second year: Are Colorado good? No, mm, no. They let up two goals and. The first ten eight minutes? minutes, nine minutes is nine minutes. Ooh, eight, eight, I eight minutes. Yeah. Either way, it's not good. I don't know. <laughs> if it was nine, it'd be okay though. If eight's real bad, yeah. but producer Nick is just sitting there in his Seattle Sounders sunglasses, just being like, "Yeah, he's he's yeah, predicted Rudiaz is going to be the Golden Boot winner. He got one in this game, and so did Leardem. I'm on the Rudiaz Golden Boot train. I'm on the Leardem Golden Boot train. Seattle two in two games could have had he's many. A Many more goals. Yeah. Um, the 82 subsequent minutes were just a mess of like deflected shots in Seattle, like yeah. half pressuring because why wouldn't you? SKC played the Union. Game ended 2-0 to Sporking. And Marco Fabian going full, as Wes Berdine put it, full Rafa Marquez in this game. Uh, second ever game in MLS. And he gets sent off for stomping on Johnny Russell. And and you know sometimes when it's a stomp you're like yeah you got like half a stud on someone's like shoe for like two seconds this was Marco Fabian pushing Russell to the ground telling him stay there and then jumping up and down on top of him or at least the equivalent in real time play I, I mean like it, it was actually him like trying to jump over him but then realizing that he couldn't overcorrect and then was just like ah fuck it I'll take out his appendix I mean, and. He- he could have made it over. He tends to lay down into Johnny Russell. Yes. Yeah. He, he knew what he was doing. Then he steps on Johnny Russell's arm slash appendix slash rib cage. And with spikes, it doesn't feel very good. No, 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 <laughs> that, no. That's pretty painful. Um, 10 minutes in, uh, Ilya gets a penalty. Um, Austin Trusty just shoved Christian Namath down. Um, Seth Sinovic was called for a, a fair but a bummer handball. Because he just lost his balance and was flailing around and the ball hit his arm. Well, I mean, if he doesn't want that to happen, don't lose your balance in the box, I guess. Fair point. Fair yeah. point. Like, do your job effectively. Um, speaking of doing your job effectively, Tim Melia saved that penalty for Marco Fabian. 
Tim Elia saved 8 of 21 penalties he has saved in MLS. That is a 38% success rate. The league average is 17. He is better than Armando at penalty saves. Incredible, incredible stuff. Just again, brings brings me back to like, why the fuck has Emilia ever played for the national team? But anyway. Because he was a pool keeper once. Um, yeah. Gerso's cross late on uh, yielded a very acrobatic finish by Jack Elliott. Oh, isn't Jack Elliott playing for Philadelphia? Yes, he is. Oh, no. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, I mean, solid finish for the center back. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. If Mark McKenzie ever gets his job back, Jack Elliott has a future as a striker, which they desperately need right now because Philly are not scoring. Arsenal's <clears throat> wonder kid from, what, three years ago? Everyone was like, Gideon Zalalem. He's going to be the next Messi, Adu, Zlatan, Zidane combined. Uh, not so much. He's had uh, injuries he, dogging his career since then. He's definitely turned more into the Adu than the Messi. Yeah. Um, so Aww. sign with SKC. So if, if anyone can turn around, 21. he is only 21. And if anyone can turn around careers, Peter Vermees has proven that he can. So this is a good move for Zalalem, who is, of course, committed to the U.S. So yep. let's hope for the best for him. NYCFC played DC and the game ended nil-nil. Is there anything that we really need to say about Sean this? Sean Johnson and Bill Amid are good at goalkeeping. Next game. Okay. Well, hold on. <laughs> It's a very good thing that this was a snooze fest because apparently people in D.C. couldn't watch it because of flow sports being terrible. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that uh, in just a second when we talk about Cincinnati. But I want to give a quick um, mention to the fact that Don Garber has clarified his comments on NYCFC's fans. In an interview with The Athletic, he made a more emphatic stance against hate and to my eyes, at least, made a more acceptable statement. Doesn't make up for the fact that when confronted, again, when you're confronted, it should be easy to say, Nazis are bad. We don't want them in a game. But at least he came out and he saw fit to correct his statement, which is what I wanted to see that empowers the people fighting the Nazis to keep them out of the stadium. Uh, and I don't... Anyway, it yeah, just empowers it, the folks working against the Nazis. Yeah. I will say I was still disappointed that he kind of equivocated by saying it's very difficult to figure out how exactly to police all this stuff, given the fact that, particularly with NYC fans, they have actually done Nazi shit in stadiums. Mm. So, all right. Well, from that very depressing thing to the highlight of my weekend, Atlanta United tying FC Cincinnati 1-1 in Atlanta at home. Mr. DeBoer after this game saying, I'm paraphrasing, you guys are used to winning. You're spoiled little brass. I'm going to spank you and you're not going to win as much. I loved it. That's how the jerseys get dirty yeah. after the spanking. Uh, I was like, so happy seeing this because you guys all on our Slack channel, the second that so Cincinnati got scored on four minutes in. Yeah, by and like, it looked so easy. I think at one point somebody typed in the Slack channel. So this is going to end 7-0, right? Oh, that was Nick. Hey, no names, man. And then I said, yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I'm going to throw myself under the bus, too. Yeah, and so I was expecting to come back and be like, seeing a bunch of really happy Atlanta statuses, Major League Soccer channelists tweeting Atlanta goals all night, pissing me off. Instead, um, 6-12, me typing into the Slack channel, uh, they just tied it. Roland Lamar manages to get the goal, stands in front of the Atlanta supporter section, holding his badge while at attention. 
Or, or more like a Superman pose, I yeah. guess. Yeah. He, he then saluted them and then ran away. It was beautiful. Or not ran away, but like yeah. strutted. I mean, knowing away. Atlanta, he probably had like beers thrown after him or something like that. That happened last year. So, yeah. Um, I for that. Kenny's safe with a really okay, good okay, okay, clarification. Nobody threw anything. That was a joke because I hate Atlanta, but actually, yeah. the fans are pretty cool people and I like them. So the good sports, okay? Okay. So I want to be cool. clear. You know, I really hate Atlanta United team. I really like their fans. They're good people. I hate the fact that I have to hate their team and that that might piss them off because I don't like making Atlanta fans unhappy. I just like Atlanta being unhappy, you know? They just need to learn what having a bad starter team is like. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it builds character. Yeah. It does. We're, we're better people because of it. We have it. so much oh, character God, yeah. here. Yeah. 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 Loads of character. Yeah. 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 We're character actors. Okay. Um, Kenny Safe came in from Anderlecht on loan before this game, uh, was subbed in late and had the assist on Lamont's goal. Are Atlanta bad? God, I hope no. so. <laughs> that would be that fantastic. That would give me so much joy. And you know that DeBoer statement that I paraphrased just a little bit earlier? Uh, he also, and I, I shit you not, this is 100% true, referred to Toronto's post-championship run in that statement. Basically being like, Atlanta fans are used to winning. Uh, they got to understand that might not happen the way it always has. Remember Atla- Toronto in 2018 and you're like, dude, maybe don't keep that part no, silent. Don't like, say that. Like, yeah. I know you want to lower expectations for yourself because you're worried that you're a bad coach, but come on, man. In other news, he's exceeded his points total for Crystal Palace. Yep. Uh, Justin Martinez, after the game, final was at the end that he stormed off the pitch without taking hands of anybody. So he's in a good headspace. Yeah. LAFC played Portland. Game ended 4-1 to LA. Ibabasi gets the lone goal for Portland. And then LAFC spank him with four in return. Uh, also starting this game, uh, Mark Anthony K, first game, uh, second game back from a long injury break. Uh, he broke his ankle, was it July, August last year? July, I think, yeah. Uh, so, and his first goal since coming back. So, did see him score. And then Christian Ramirez scored a Christian Ramirez goal. Yeah, he's the right place, Christian right Ramirez time, special. Tap in. So, well, slide in, really. But yeah. good for him. Diamond that comes on for him in the 60th minute. Scores immediately, then assists on Villa's duel. Um, LAFC, dangerous up top. Ramirez and Diamante going forward. They're going to be so deadly. If one guy's not working, then just put another one in. And they're, they're both at double digitals. Oh, if one guy's working, still put in the other one just for fun. Fresh legs, yeah, exactly. Also, dangerous to our tops is Diego Chara, who got sent off of, literally as they're running next to each other, flicking Rossi's ear. This is, and of course, Rossi clump, crumples to the ground. I will have you know, Diego Chara keeps bullets in his fingers. Like, that was a gunshot. Colin, 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 seven minutes later. Oh, the seven shit, minutes later. man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I to, you're on a roll, ah. so I had to, like, break you. But sorry about that. All right. Well, no other MLS news uh, that we want to cover right now. No other NWSL news that we'd like to cover at the moment. So let's take a break right here, and we'll return with part two of our show in just a second. Welcome back to part two of We Call It Soccer. We got Caleb some snacks, which he has not yet finished and is actually get munching on Mike. <laughs> oh, you know what, man? You get off his happen. dick. 
<laughs> he was hungry. It's really hard to record you like gave this. Him, you gave him a granola bar. <laughs> you knew this would happen. I did. First segment of part two is top lo-fi hits. Let's turn on YouTube, put on the sound-canceling headphones, and study the latest from the U.S. lower leagues. First up, USL attendance news. Yeah, and the championship is back, powered by But the Stella. championship is a game. That was a previous but segment. But the championship is a game. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so, USL expansion clubs, the four of them, hosted their inaugural matches over Saturday and Sunday. Um, the league welcomed a record 91,425 fans across 17 games. It's pretty neat to look at some of the photos. For example, San Antonio uh, Toyota Stadium was completely full, which is something I think we don't, I don't even really remember seeing from the old NASL days. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like uh, New Mexico United had over 10,000 fans. That was yeah. the rumor I saw. So impressive stuff. Uh, LA... Not LA, L- LV. I keep saying LA when I think LV in my head. Yeah, like one of them has movie stars. The other one has movie stars that should get arrested for public intoxication, but don't. We should have, Vegas. there should be a team in Branson, Missouri, and then we should have them and Las Vegas play at Derby. And then a team in Atlantic City. Right. And they all play, and then whoever loses gets destroyed. Whoever loses the gets city goes, gets goes to the bottom of the like lake with like, Concrete shoes. shoes. Yeah. 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 By the way, uh, Nick just said, what about Reno? They already have a team, Nick. <laughs> Las Vegas Lights FC owner slash CEO Brett Lashbrook. That's a name. Well, he guaranteed that, that his team were going to beat Austin Bowl FC in, the, in their opener. And if not, everyone in attendance would get a free ticket to the Knights night where they would play the Las Vegas Knights. Or not, that they wouldn't play them. Soccer. That would be impressive <clears throat> to see the Las Vegas Knights play the Las Vegas Are they Lights. playing at the Las Vegas Knights Arena or at the Las Vegas Lights uh, field? That's, Dude, that's a big difference. Ice Home soccer. Advantage can play a huge... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, if you've never seen ice soccer before, it's crazy. Oh, man. Well, anyway, the, uh, it's gonna they're gonna host some sort of night's night. Anyway, it's on March thirtieth. Not the point. <laughs> and turns out Brett was uh, is giving out a whole bunch of free tickets because the game ended nil nil. Snooze. I mean, if you're aiming for like dead last in the league, a nil nil draw is a win. Yeah. Well, anyway, one one round of games so far, so hard to tell what's happening in USL um, at the moment on the whole. But so let's let's move on to a segment we call Keep Hope Alive. Here's to hoping for the US national teams as the women go into a World Cup and the men start the qualification process for theirs. First up, the US Women's Players Association has filed an equal pay discrimination lawsuit against the United States Soccer Federation, and they did it on International Women's Day, March 8th. Fitting. Timing. Yeah. yeah. It was um, my birthday, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was like, no, you know, the International Day is all well and good, but it's Notch's birthday. We must do this now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Happy birthday, Notch. Thank you. You've got labor you. troubles with the U.S. Women's National Team. Hey, I don't. I'm not, I don't work for U.S. Soccer. Fuck that. Uh, so Wait, this, this loss... I, I thought that we were paid by... Dollar sign United Marketing. Ah, yeah. No, not anymore. Pay? 
Hey, speaking of which, I have all of this really positive stuff for about NISA and NPSL Pro I want you guys to talk about. So uh, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, hey, but uh, this lawsuit comes out of the Equal Opportunity Commission complaint that the U.S. women had filed three years ago, I believe. Yeah, back in 2016. Um, essentially, what they were alleging prior to the new CBA was that... Um, the payment structure for the women's team uh, was significantly lower than what the men were getting, even considering the amounts that were being paid to subsidize player salaries in NWSL. Uh, women were just getting paid less per game, despite bringing in a higher amount of revenue than the men, in part because they were playing more games, but also in part because the women are a lot more popular than the men in the United States. Um, Flash forward a couple of years, and now that essentially they were given a right to sue letter by the EEOC, uh, they have in fact sued, and the lawsuit contains some doozies. Well, uh, we'll keep you up to date on what happens. Obviously, going into a World Cup, the pressure is now on on U.S. soccer. So a good strategic move by the Players Association here. And we should point out there's no plans by the women's team to boycott the World Cup at all. The U.S., alongside everybody else playing in the World Cup this summer, have released their 2019 kits. What do we think about the designs? Boarding. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm on the fine train more than boring. Uh, I do think actually the red kit is kind of the away kit is kind of neat in how it kind of calls back the the denim kit of '94, which was blue and had the flag. You kind of see the same kind of flag type silhouettes uh, in the background of the red kit. So I, I kind of yeah. like the homage they're doing there. The white kit has the red and blue on the sleeves. It's got a red uh, undershirt type collar thing. I don't know exactly what the name. Is. It's like a faux. Yeah, undershirt um, at, at, around the collar area. And um, so those are the details on it. But otherwise, it's a white shirt. So, yeah, <laughs> clean. Yeah, it looks clean, I'm sure. Uh, all right. Well, the U.S. U-17's men national team have signed Raphael Wiki. Did I say that with a W? It's yeah. a Vicky. Vicky. Wiki. 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 Uh, let's Wiki. go Raphael Wikipedia. Okay, Rafael Wikipedia is the new U-17 men's national team head coach. Why is it significant? Um, A, because World Cup cycle. B, um, he was actually most recently the head coach of FC Basel when they were in the World Cup. Um, he uh, was- Champions League. Basel wouldn't be in a World Cup. If Chicago can be in the World <laughs> Cup, Basel definitely can make it. <laughs> All right. Let's all move into a segment we call, they call it football. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. They might have come up with the word, but the English don't call it soccer. And in this segment, we talk about football from the United Kingdom. First up, we talk about the championship. But the championship is a game. (laughs) (laughs) Where Birmingham played Aston Villa in the Birmingham Derby. And Aston Villa's Jack Grealish got uh, punched by a fan. Disgusting stuff. Yeah, uh, told Tots from behind by a fan. Um, just not acceptable by any means. It's just ridiculous. And um, Stewards eventually got the fan off the field, but as he was going off the field, it sounded like he was getting cheers from the Birmingham City supporters, which 
no. is also despicable yes, and disgusting. Yeah. Uh, Jack Grealish would stay on the pitch, however, and he would store the game winner in somewhat tar- somewhat tarmic fashion. In front of Birmingham City's uh, <laughs> packed stadium, because this is the second city derby, which usually we think are it's just between like groundlings and IO, but yeah, and UCB is always in there too. But you never you always heard about Second City. They have some yeah. some ringers there. Yeah, yeah, you'd be surprised. But I mean, they kind of have been relegated. Like they lost most of their talent to SNL. Lately. Yeah, it's hard to yeah get <laughs> your uh, talent poached like that for like not a lot of money either. Yeah, like, okay, okay, nothing. Um, uh, could have happened to a nicer fellow, Jack Grealish. Eh? You're just mad you chose England over yes, Ireland. Yes, I am. That's really, yes, oh, I am. that's only it. Oh, God. He's a perfectly nice fellow. Okay, speaking. Actually, he seems like he's not that nice of a guy. But still, no one deserves to be cold caught from the yeah, field while they're no. playing a sport. Of hey, course not. Speaking about the championship. But the championship is a game. Here's the top seven in the English championship after 36 games. North City leads United and Sheffield United. Currently in the promotion spots. Well, Norwich and Leeds are in the promotion spots. Sheffield, West Brom, Middlesbrough, and Derby are in the, the playoffs. playoffs. Bristol with a game in hand and a point behind Derby. Cardiff in the Premier League. Cardiff played George Michael and West Ham United in. And they looked lifeless. Oh, God. I really have Fuck to stop you. making this joke if you're going to keep doing it. Cardiff I won mean- this 2 0. Uh, yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> they did nothing else to say huh Not really I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself right now actually so okay, uh, don't be i am newcastle pulled out a win against everton extremely unexpected <laughs> the but but the late goal getting newcastle a very a, needed three points desperately Pittsburgh, needed Pittsburgh conceded a penalty by rugby tackling uh, Solomon Rondon should have been sent off for a red card. It was absolute disgrace. Saves the penalty. Gets all excited and antsy in his pants and then concedes three goals in seven and a half. So Southampton hosts Tottenham Hotspur and Southampton getting that win 2-1. Spurs being Spursy. Another late goal and Pochettino with his first game of a touchline ban. Did they need him? Maybe. They might have. Yeah. Also, uh, could have helped. His week got a lot worse <clears throat> with Real Madrid announcing that they've signed Zinzin Zidane as their new coach, and he is uh, not going over there anymore. No. Uh, James Ward-Prowse now with two brilliant free kick goals in two games. Well, this one here, and last week against Manchester United. There's only 24. I'd love to see him maybe did a shout in the England squad. Okay. Possibly. Liverpool played Burnley. Allison got uh, held down yeah. for the first goal. Yeah, he goal. did. It wasn't a uh, goal. It should have been called off. It's bullshit. Yeah. But it's okay because we won. Yeah, Liverpool held down, burned the entire Burnley team after that. Sadio Mane. Scored four goals oh. on them. Yeah. Sadio Mane with two. Roberto Firmino with two. Uh, I think Mane scored both of his goals after Salah was like shoved off the ball in like almost foul fashion. But then Mane just cleaned it up. But yeah. Arsenal getting the 2-0 win over Manchester United. Solskjaer being found out for the fraud he is. Right? Am I right? If he wasn't a fraud, he'd win every game. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, whatever the deal is. Arsenal went out with Ozil, Aubameyang, and Lacazette in the same what? lineup. So like, if you play your best players, you might win something. Yeah. like Crazy. Yeah. Putting every single bit of attacking talent on the field can actually keep the ball out of your defensive third. Who knew? 
Let's now move into a segment we call, they don't call it soccer in brackets. Some do though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. First up, UEFA Champions League. We talked about some of last week's fixtures on our podcast that we recorded on uh, Tuesday night, including the fact that Ajax beat uh, Real Madrid. I still enjoy thinking about that. It's awesome. But this week we had a fixture that rivaled that. Manchester United pulling out a 3-1 win against Paris Saint-Germain while playing literal kids. Advancing on away goals by scoring three against PSG. Yeah. Like uh, PSG uh, spent has spent over a billion dollars in their team. Most of that on the attack and they have no semifinal appearances in the Champions League to show for it. And it's just so to show you PSG is terrible and they should never have nice things. Exactly. Also, shout out to the fact that Man United getting through was like a plus 1,000 bet. Oh, if you bet on that, you'd be like, so much richer right now. Yeah, yeah. like 10 times your bet richer. That would be sweet. Another unexpected move, Porto beat Roma 3-1, advanced 4-3 on aggregate. Roma's coach being fired after this, Claudio Ranieri, formerly of Fulham as recently as last week, has now been hired at Roma as their new coach. Quite the step up, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Europa League news, Ren beat Arsenal 3-1. Fuck. Yeah, Sevilla tied Slavia Prague 2-2. Chelsea beat Dynamo Kiev 3-0. Napoli beat Red Bull Salzburg 3-0. Actually, it's Rosenball Sport. No, that's the other okay. one. Never mind. Yeah. yeah, so close. Bundesliga, our favorite league and yours. After MLS, maybe. Yep. Um, kind of a crazy week for the top four in the league. Um, Dortmund won 3-1 against Stuttgart which you would think would be very good for their spot on the table. Bayern beat Wolfsburg 6-0, though, and are two ahead of Dortmund on goal difference. This might be what the science, the, the season comes down to. Yeah. Ridiculous. It, yeah. might, it might be just that. Uh, back to the Dortmund game real quick. Uh, Pulsar came on in the 79th minute and had a goal and assist in, and the, in that the, time to win the game for Dortmund. The assist was Paco Alcacer stealing the ball off of Pulisic's hey foot. Hey man, it still counts. It does. Also, Leipzig and Borussia Mönchengladbach, tip our fedora, are tied for third and fourth place with 46 points. Hanover 96 lost 3-2 against Bayer Leverkusen, which usually wouldn't be that surprising because Hanover are terrible this year, but... Guess why they lost instead of Drew? Is this another total question? No. I know the answer. Okay, I'll just say it. There was snow. And the ball slid yeah. to a halt. Right on the goal line. So Bayer was up 2-0. Hanover had this chance. Player shooting on an open goal. Ball stops just before the goal line. Dreadful, dreadful uh, result. Because then Hanover went on to score two, tying the game 2-2. This is, of course, a team that is in the relegation spot right now, desperately needs a point or three. And then Bayer scores a late winner to end the game 3-2 in the 88th minute. Tragic stuff for Hanover. In La Liga, we had Barca beat Rayo Vallecano 3-1, Sevilla beating Sociedad 5-2, and then finally Real Madrid getting back a little bit of dignity by beating 
Valladolid 4-1. It was Sevilla's first win domestically in, I believe, six or seven games, something like that. But as we mentioned, Zinedine Zidane is back, baby. Yes, he is. Hey, let's now move into a segment that we call Confessions. Where Colin confesses all he knows and you should forget. So, as I was so rudely interrupted earlier, Diego Chara keeps bullets in his fingers. You know? (laughs) Remember those, like, the pen guns in James Bond? Diego Chara has those in his fingers. So when he flicked Diego Rossi and just like, oh, I'm giving you a wet willy. No, he was shooting him. Granted, it was like just a BB pellet. So it didn't really cause that much damage. And for some reason, like he, he needs to figure out a way to put a little bit more of a charge in that finger gun. Like put some gunpowder in there for fuck's sake. But are you advocating that, he actually shoots opponents on the field? With his fingers, I, I, I'm I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> if you're going to do it, go all out. Like, why would you just half-ass it by just putting like an air-propelled pellet? Like, put some force behind it. No, well, that was the weirdest yellow card I've ever seen, and he was sent off for it too. Yeah. So, like, dude, come on, like, do something a little bit more ingenious than just a little like pellet. Yeah, yeah, earn like, that yellow card. Yeah, like bust somebody's eardrum rather than just like boop. Little love tap. So is this basically coming down to the fact that you think that maybe Jackie had the same finger guns and then JFK was an inside job? Um, The only thing is that the placement of the two bullets that came through, it... it in the film, Jackie's hands don't seem to be in the right angle to actually mm-hmm. make that shot. It's far more likely that either it was like well off in the distance or possibly in the um, governor's headrest. Okay. Uh, I see. I, uh, yeah. I'm at K. Olson 716 on Twitter. I'm at the attachment on Twitter. Uh, you can also find my writing at E Pluribus Lunum. I did the uh, match preview. Uh, for this week, I might end up doing it this week as well. The Complete Darkness, pre-order it. It'll be out soon. You can find me at Two United Fans on Twitter. You can also find me at Lockstock Spock. You can find our producer, Nick Rodriguez, and his views on soccer and politics at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. You tell your friends to listen to We Call It Soccer. They can subscribe to our podcast and find podcast providers everywhere. And with that, we bid you adieu for another seven days. See you next week. <laughs>